0: Part of me and others also feel like the demand, I mean, we've never seen demand like this. This is unprecedented. I mean, it's so hyped up that I think we're going to possibly blow past that point and we're still going to be able to run. what's up guys welcome to episode one of the nft tactics podcast powered by gfnf my name is adam i'm one of the admins over at gfnf and i'm here with my friend Aiden. hey
1: everybody Aiden, also known as ad1097 on discord excited to be here so i'd say that myself and adam are probably the two main uh gfnf admins responsible for most of the things happening within the nft category uh at gfnf uh i primarily focus on Ethereum uh, plays, and Adam is more focused on Solana.
0: Yeah, and we, we definitely have a team that works with us pretty in-depth as well, but totally. just in terms of the administration team, I'm saying with it. we're definitely the two, I guess, in charge of that, you could say? Yeah, um, it,
1: it's definitely been a fully collaborative effort uh, from everyone on our team. Uh, building out the category has been has been super exciting and fun we've got um, some good providers we've got some really great staff and collaborators um, and we've been able to build something that i think we're all really proud of so um you know grateful to be able to provide information and learn from those around us as well uh so in terms of in terms of this show we just wanted to set some expectations at the top uh, just so everyone understands you know, what what we're hoping to accomplish um, with NFT tactics. So in terms of frequency of uploads, we're looking at about once a week, um, covering uh, all things in the NFT space in terms of news. Uh, We'll also be looking at trending topics and hopefully providing some alpha for you guys um, on our daily show uh, on YouTube, which you guys can catch every day, Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time um, on our YouTube channel, GFNF. Uh, we typically cover more topical items. So anything that's happened within the last 24 hours, um, breaking news, and then also uh, things beyond just NFTs um, and the cryptocurrency markets. So we'll look at like retail products, uh, sneakers, uh, cards, you know, anything, anything related to resell. Because, uh, you know, at GFNF, we are all things resell. Uh, but this podcast is primarily focused on honing in on the NFT sector. Um, so we're hoping to provide a lot of value there and hopefully being able to take a deeper look at some of the projects by that we might surface on The Daily Show. And I know Adam really wants to do that with a lot of the Solana stuff that he's been looking at.
0: It's crazy for, for the amount of, I guess, less lower returns you get from a Solana project. I, f- I feel like they take so much more effort to fully research sometimes.
1: Totally. Yeah, I think um, we've talked about this before, but I just think the Solana investor is so much more discerning than the Ethereum one. Cause they've seen you know everything from staking to tokenomics and you know promises of video games and comic books and it, you just have to be so much you know have kind of have your your eyes wide open in Solana more so than Ethereum. For sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it moves. I feel like so much faster too.
1: Yeah, and I feel like our experience in NFTs has has really moved quickly this year. Um, so this is probably a good time to talk about how we both got into NFTs. Um, do you wanna do you wanna start?
0: Yeah. So I definitely started out with ETH, too. I I think Solana's only... It's been around, but I I definitely would say it recently boomed. Uh, The first thing we ever minted, and I think this is true for you, too, was uh, the Koala Intelligence Agency back in, what, like September or October or so? I want to say it was
1: that time, yeah. It may have even been, like, early, late in the summer, uh, maybe August. But, but yeah, Koala Intelligence Agency was our first play. Um, We found that project just looking on Twitter, I believe, and we were able to mint it. That was before mints were ultra-competitive and basically only utilized whitelist or, you know, various other forms of gated access. Um, So myself and the rest of, I think our entire team, maybe with the exception of a few people, um, actually minted those. And that was our first experience in Ethereum. Um, And for those that were around the NFT space, particularly ETH, at the time, Koala Intelligence Agency went on to become one of the most talked about projects within a few weeks. Um, that excitement and hype quickly tapered back down. But at, at, at its peak, I believe we had people like Gary V and Logan Paul buying you know, the most rare uh, Koala Intelligence Agency NFTs, which was absolutely unbelievable for us to have found this project kind of before everyone else. Um, I think we all held on to it for too long or ended up selling it too early. I don't know if anyone... I sold. I sold way too early. Yeah, I, I sold way too late. So, um, and I think there's a few guys I know we talked to Matt ML who still actually has his. Uh, so yeah, you still know has maybe, maybe that'll go back up one day. Uh, but but yeah, that was our, our first kind of experience in the hype cycle of NFTs, and that was before um, you know before everything kind of really boomed. I think that was you know that was a little bit after Board of Yacht Club. Um, but th- that Board Eight Yacht Club back in August or September of 2020, 20 yeah what 2021. Uh, yeah, sorry, not 2020. Uh, 2021 was not what it is today. So, yeah, that was how I got started as well. Um, had some good mentorship along the way. Uh, some help from uh, one of the owners of GFNF, Vince, who's been, you know, instrumental in in creating our NFT category and helping, uh, you know, helping all of us kind of get onboarded into Ethereum because um, he's been invested in it for some, quite some time. Um, but yeah, so fast forward to now right like we I would say we both have a good bit of experience in the space whether it be from you know making successful plays or losing money um, but I know we both currently have some uh, relatively substantial investments in both eth and Solana um, so it's probably good for us to disclose those uh, at the top of the show in our, in our kind of pilot episode just so you know the listeners at home understand um, maybe where our, our implicit biases might lie or or you know where, what we're financially invested in. For sure cool
0: um yeah I mean I could start just because my bag is certainly not packed as thick as yours you're definitely more invested than I am currently compared to Soul, but uh my number one project that I'm in right now is soul gods slash the bridged um that was one of the first big ones I ever bought I had I think I got mine at like six soul back in maybe February of this year yeah it was recent. Um, and they, they they went as high as 60. Soul um, and had a gen 2 successful gen 2 launch not too long ago. That um, I've got about three, yeah, I've got three NFTs from there. Love um, it. Another one I'm in is Tombstone, uh, it's a classic community NFT project, um, well known in the space for sure. I'm also in Yaku Corp, the recent rocket OG Itadians, uh, Shax Astrals, and as of tomorrow, I will be in the Trip and Ape Trap.
1: Yeah, Trippin' Apes—that's uh, that's a big topic on this week's kind of run of show. So we'll save that one for a little bit later. But yeah, so definitely you've definitely got a big—you've got some serious soul investments, right? Like if you had to say how much how much Solana do you think you've got in those bags?
0: Um, probably close to like a hundred-ish, maybe. There you go. I mean that that Pretty doesn't good. account for all the random stuff I buy because I'll yeah, tell you, yeah. I I love a good degen play.
1: Don't check the hidden section of my. Uh, OpenSea, and i won't check yours you don't even want to look at my non hidden <laughs> section of my, <laughs> oh, my there's
0: God. a reason i only buy solana nfts yeah yeah so uh
1: i've obviously uh, dip, dove a little bit deeper into the ethereum side of things uh, but i do have two okay bears that i picked up uh during the pump of what was it last week maybe two weeks ago now uh, but the influencer led pump uh for phase banks and, and other folks on twitter picked up two of those uh, but in terms of ethereum Uh, I've got some some ones that uh, I think are pretty significant. So I've got a Moonbird, I've got a Coda, and I've got an an Other Deed with an Artifact on it. That was a recent pickup. I'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show. Um, I've also just got a base Other Deed. um, And I've got uh, an Art of Seasons that I just picked up. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, And the biggest play I had so far were where's my azuki investments um those unfortunately came to an end after the zagabond uh, news and we're starting this podcast up a little bit after that is you know that's kind of all blown over now Um, but at the time it felt like everything was kind of crashing down when when that was happening Um, and i ended up getting out of my full investment there Uh, so i'm pretty liquid right now ready to make some bigger plays uh, if the market looks like it's it's going in that direction Um, and then, like I said, Solana wise, I've got the okay bears and super stoked for that project might be picking up another soon if they continue to kind of decline, but we'll see. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, we can do our market weekly rundown, and this is going to be a segment of the show where we basically take a look at, um, the blue chip NFTs, some of the indicators that we like to look at when we're checking for kind of the health of the market. Including the the price of cryptocurrency, the ones that we trade in, right? So we'll look at Ethereum and and Solana. um, And then we'll take a look at some of the upcoming mints and events that we've got uh, going on this week. So, Adam, how are things looking in Solana this week?
0: Well, I mean, with, with Trip and Apes being tomorrow, people are selling a lot of pretty good stuff just to really get that liquidity up. Um, in hopes to make a play. So, and I've been telling members of our group this for a few days now. I'm looking for fire sales, basically. I yeah. like to call them totally. Kind of trying so, to zig I mean, when other people are zagging, right? Looking at what we are. Yeah, talking. exactly. And we yeah. saw it with theirs Um, when people were trying to throw whatever all they could at those. I mean, stuff outside of that. You know, people could get like uh, for Blacksmith Labs, for example. That's a really popular one. Um, we were looking at that at that time. It was around twenty five, and I actually I put a whole list out for people to read through uh, in our potential flips channel, and that yeah. was probably like I think it was like the third one on the list or something maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, a couple days ago it hit hundred. So, like you said, if you see so another you know, zag, man, you you find some find some good stuff that not anyone, no one's really thinking about. And then, you know, two, three weeks later, everyone starts thinking about it because that project is doing something and totally. really presents a, a good opportunity just as, you know, like an alternative investment, I guess you could call it. So that's I, I do have um, Ape's whitelist, but that's kind of where I'm at this week. I'm looking for other place. I think that's where the more sustainable investment is right now.
1: That's where but, the value can be. Yeah it's interesting that you say that right because you know we don't get many big minting events um or you know expected run-ups in either space i would say um that everyone is kind of on the edge of their seat you know kind of understanding that these are going to mint out very quickly and they're going to be an instant you know two to to you know four to five x right like everyone kind of expects that with this trip and apes project um so you have to think that there's value to be had in other other places
0: Sure, yeah. I'm looking in particular at uh, cats on crack. I know I was telling you a bit about them before we started recording. Mm-hmm. I, there's only so many projects that, and I, and I feel like the cats started it. There can only be so many projects that can just their main utility be a community and a profile picture, yeah. But and, and we're seeing that project after project now. But I feel like with cats, when the popular meta was staking and tokenomics and this and that cats came in and were like hey here's a picture of a cat you can mutate it one day yeah and they just had the most insane community i think there's i forget the name of the site but there's a there's a social analytic tool where you can look at things like how many people on twitter are using your nft projects profile picture right right i've seen this. how many how many people are tweeting about it just all different kind of social analytics to look at and cats on crack was number one in solana for a time and 100%. i think like number three or four of all nfts yeah um and i feel like that was really like the catalyst for this new meta that we're in right now totally so
1: yeah the branding meta a- oh, sorry go
0: ahead I was gonna say they had a they have a really good team behind them. Their owner Pueblo has like this sort of mysterious reputation, um, and he he delivers on pretty much all that he promises, if not more.
1: Sounds like a Jackalbone um, character. I, I don't know about mysterious reputations. That didn't <laughs> end well for me last time.
0: That's well, well. I'm just gonna hope that it goes better this
1: this time. <laughs> that's all um, you can do with these yeah. anonymous figures. Right, just kind of cross your fingers.
0: Yep. So. <laughs> That's uh, that's where I'm looking to kind of circulate my eight profits into personally. Yeah, there's plenty of other good options though, but that's that's what I'm looking at.
1: Would you say that the Solana space is is kind of moving more towards that brand meta with OK Bears leading the way, or is it has it not really made that transition just yet?
0: Oh, it's certainly made that transition. In fact, I think it's happening so much that people are now getting tired of it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to know.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I mean, obviously,
1: I, the OK Bears investment was on my behalf, and I think others uh, was made with with the assumption or with the idea that things were kind of changing over there uh, in the Solana space. Because typically, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Of course, um, things were all focused on tokens and future roadmaps. Um, but with these more brand centric plays, you know, they can deliver less, promise less, um, and. Basically crush those goals, right? Like they can exceed low expectations that they set uh, as funny as that sounds Um, And by doing so right like deliver more quote-unquote utility to holders Right and and you mentioned like having a community isn't really utility um, But in my opinion having airdrops isn't really utility either to me utility has always been like oh you have you hold this so you get to do this you get to mint this you get to have this it's less so like you get a free, you know, two ETH or three ether, or three soul or whatever. Right. You know, that that's always been my idea of utility. Uh, but I think that definition is really fluid. It's kind of a buzzword, especially in the NFT space. So,
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that that um, community as a utility is going to disappear in something like cats or bears. Yeah. I think that they're, I don't want to call bears the original, but they're the strongest, right? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think they're going anywhere. I think they, if they continue to do as they are, I think they'll be fine. And I definitely think that they have more coming that we don't know about for sure. There's, there's no way they don't. Yeah, It'd be yeah. insane. I think the wristbands.
1: Um, obviously, like I'll get a wristband. That'll be a cool utility. Uh, but I think there will be, there will be more. There, there will be more in the future. And I don't mean, you know, we're not, we're not trying to sound cynical or, or like we're only in this for the profit. But you know, at the end of the day, these are significant investments that we're making. So. Um, to say that community is the only utility, right? Like community is a, is a nice to have, I would even argue it's a need to have. Um, but there has to be something a little bit more substantial than that. Um, if you know, given the amount of money that these, I mean, if we treat all NFT projects in my head, I kind of treat them like startups, right? Like the money that you give them from the mint and the, the royalties are kind of used as like a treasury to develop future iterations and future projects and products, uh, within the business. So. The expectation is that they'll be able to deliver on those things and if not, um, you know, then it wasn't a good investment. That's how I kind of view sure. it Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean that's definitely not wrong by any means. And you know, if I'm giving someone my money, I want to see them, you know, deliver and build on whatever it is that they're doing. Totally you know, just as like a natural response, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just a you know, you want them to be good stewards of the investments that they've been given. Um and I think we need to I think the market has been holding NFT projects to a higher standard, which I think is good. As long as that standard doesn't get completely skewed by, you know, larger projects that can kind of just do whatever, right? Like a Yuga Labs can, they don't really need, right? Like they can operate at a completely different level than probably even yeah. okay Bears can. So, yeah. Um, okay. So in terms of the ETH NFT market, uh, things are just kind of moving sideways. Um, nothing, there's been no real notable, uh, Events or new mints taking place. Um, we had the Chimpers, um, which was a play that I tried to make. Uh, didn't work out quite as well as I would have hoped. I did manage to make a little bit of uh, Ethereum off of it, like 0.23, so nothing crazy. Um, but that was that's probably the most recent notable event. Uh, but as you know, if we look at the cryptocurrency prices, right, like Ethereum and Bitcoin are just kind of ranging sideways. Um, nothing is. They obviously had a, had a down trend when um, Luna and the UST uh, situation was unraveling again started this podcast a little bit too late to really go deep into detail on those two uh, but but the kind of correction that came for all of the cryptocurrency market uh, definitely affected the two um, the two leaders Bitcoin and ethereum um, in a negative way but they basically just held between 29 K and 31k for Bitcoin and about 1800 and 2,000 for ethereum so In my humble opinion, I think we're going lower um, and lower and then sideways would mean or in the past has meant higher volume on the Ethereum network for uh, NFTs. So looking for something like that, the one observation I have been making the past two weeks, maybe even three weeks, has been as Ethereum has just kind of traded sideways, NFT volume hasn't picked up in ways that it historically has before. Um, And I think that's just general uncertainty about if it's going lower, um, you know, people aren't willing to make buys, especially for some of the more expensive projects at like 15 to maybe 25 ETH to be buying, you know, something at that price when ETH is 2000 versus when ETH is 1500, it does kind of make a difference. Uh, So I think people are just kind of waiting to see how that shakes out. Uh, But the Solana price action, Adam, is there anything you want to talk about there?
0: Yeah, I mean, with the downfall of And I guess that's when I say downfall. It sounds really intense. It's a little dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) With the with the decline in price of Solana, uh, I'm sorry, of Ethereum and Bitcoin. I mean, we've seen Solana hit, I think, a low of like, I think did it hit like forty two? It was. It was
1: low forties. Yeah, it was. It was scary hours for Solana.
0: Yeah, right now we're just about fifty. Yeah, back down from a local high a few weeks ago of somewhere between 80 and 100. So, I mean, it all kind of moves the same direction. It's all closely related. Um, And I think on top of everything you said, I think the just macroeconomic conditions we're in right now, just state of the country and world kind of factor into that as well. You
1: said today that you, what did you text me? You said you were bearish or worried about, you said this is the first time you're you're actually kind of worried about the macro, which is interesting because I'm always the big macro guy, like, oh, everything, you know, everything's uncertain, but you said it today, so anything you want to share there? What was the revelation?
0: I don't know. It just feels like everything is down in price across like all categories. Yeah. And I mean, then I've never really paid much attention to it until, until now. Um, yeah. and my gas price is going up. I, I filled my car up yesterday. Maybe that's why
1: <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the prices of things we own is, are going down and the prices of things we need is going up. So not, not a great uh, combination. Um, Okay, and then in terms of NFT space news, uh, is there anything we want to cover before we kind of get on to the winners and the losers of this week?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a few mints I wanted to talk about. Um, obviously, one being the Trippin' Ape Tribe. Totally. Um, so, we, we did talk about it a bit already, um, how to look elsewhere in the market while everyone's attention is on those. But what we didn't talk about is, I guess, our expectations of the actual mint itself and sure. the NFT itself. Um, It's really I'm on Twitter all the time Looking at what people think is going to happen I see people who Are super skeptical And think that it's just going to open really high And then dump from there Which, don't get me wrong, is 100% possible We saw it with uh, Community 3 a few weeks back That wasn't quite nearly As hyped as this, but it it was up there Um, Everyone was ready for it That was the first big one after OK Bears Everyone was like, oh, I'm not missing this one, I can't. And that's kind of the sentiment we have here with uh the trippin' apes, but I just I see some people who are ready to drop hundreds of soul and I see some people who don't want to spend more than twenty. Interesting. So it, it it's so hard for me to really know what to do. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember I have I have a whitelist, luckily. Um sure. so obviously no brainer to mint. Um it's a three point two five Mint price if you have whitelist, and then if somehow it makes it to the public and somehow you manage to mint one, it's for sale, which is definitely high, but. Yeah. honestly, these guys these guys kind of like uh, something absurd, like 10 and people. That's only it's so yeah,
1: only two hundred bucks, right? It's not really yeah, yeah. It's, it's me, not stopping anyone. Anyway. Not so bad. Um, so yeah. what about the whales? Are the whales because typically an indicator for me when I'm looking at a project that's especially upcoming is like, are the whales kind of packing their bags and selling off other stuff to get ready to to buy this in the aftermarket, or have you not seen that yet?
0: The few I follow. I don't know that they need to sell stuff. Remember, Soul's not too expensive, right? Yeah. So I think that dynamic is a bit different from ETH to Solana. So mm-hmm. I don't think that they necessarily need to sell off stuff. Okay. But I mean, and this goes back to looking for things on sale, right? People like OK Bears were 260 at one point last week. They're now almost 180. So I, I there's definitely some good indicators that stuff is going down and being sold off for this tomorrow. Um, yeah. The influencers mm-hmm. I follow in particular, I don't think they're selling much, but I know for a fact that they're looking to buy. Um I mean and these are people who have thousands of soul at their beck and call. Sure. So well, they don't necessarily a, need to bad. sell.
1: Yeah. But that's not a bad indicator. But yeah. Okay.
0: But it's, it's it's a mix of things. I mean yeah. It's it's all over the place. So the way I'm really approaching it is I'm just ready for whichever situation. Um I do plan on minting like rank number four or so, so I'm gonna have a rare. Um, <laughs> I'm going to speak that into existence so That's it dope. happens. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll that would be pretty epic. Week. We'll see. Yeah, Hopefully you can get them. Um, I, I don't know. It's going to be a, a big game time decision for me right now based on... I, I'd say I see more people calling this a flip rather than a hold.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because if you look at like the roadmap and just foundation of the project, all they really have, and I don't mean to knock it because it's still really impressive all they really are are profile picture slash community there's Mm -hmm. no they say and i quote i I think it's there's no roadmap where we're going Um, (laughs) god which makes me so don't love love it yeah don't love it (laughs) um i don't think i'm gonna be owning this entity for too long yeah um and i definitely think that if you're going for it on secondary and don't have wireless, you got to be careful Um, Because you can get burned pretty bad.
1: Yeah. In terms of just trading best practices, right? Like, and we can talk about this more when we're doing working on projects that like are yet to reveal and stuff. But like, if you have the opportunity to take a three to five x on just a mint, like, I feel like you have to do that. And then, you know, if you really love the project, and it seems like everyone else does too, you can always buy back in. uh, But there's inevitably going to to be a decline in buying pressure uh, that will inevitably correct the floor to a more reasonable level of support and if you identify that level you can just buy in there and then be happy with you know that decision having pocketed or being able to use that um that uh those funds that you were able to capture from just the profit and that's something that i'm trying to get better at too is like recognizing you know when buying patterns change and when the investment thesis proves wrong being able to quickly get out of things and kind of just detach the emotion to this um because at the end of the day, right, we're here to make money. We don't want to see our investments uh, go to zero. Um, but, you know, kind of getting a better understanding of market psychology, um, patterns and buying, what days are good to buy, what days are good to sell, all these kinds of things. Um, it just I, I think that's all just comes down to experience and, and time in the market. Um, so it's good to hear, you know, that you're thinking in the critical way and not getting too married to the idea of like a moonshot on this Um keeping yourself grounded in this space, I think is, is definitely important.
0: Yeah. I mean, nine times out of 10, or maybe even nine and a half times out of 10, that is the way you should think about this, but yeah, I don't know. I think these are going to come out swinging and just go crazy and it's going to be impossible to know which direction it's going. Um, and, and to your point of identifying those levels and buying back in, I think it works a little bit differently in Solana to ETH. I think it almost happens like let's say that there's a three-day analytics period. If you look at an ETH NFT, right? Mm-hmm. I think that happens in ten minutes on a Solana project. Yeah, it swings sort of so viciously and and violently so quickly that I'd like to think I've gotten pretty good at identifying it just looking at the the volume of sales and how many and you could literally just go on I like to use Coral Cube. Um, if you don't know Coral Cube uh, it's pretty much just an alternative to Magic Eden, too. much smoother to buy on. They uh, they aggregate basically Magic Eden, uh, OpenSea, and whatever other platforms that NFTs are listed on. But Shots if you look at their, the, at, at their volume or the activity page on Magic Eden, you can see how many – and it works the same on OpenSea. You can see how many things were bought. Uh, in a one-minute period, or two two minutes ago, whatever it looks like, and that's kind of what I use to to gauge. Like if I see a full page of less than one minute ago, one minute ago, that makes me much more confident that we're still riding that wave up. Mm-hmm. But once you start to see the mixture of one minute, two minute, that's my identifier of okay, this is slowing down a bit. It might pick out, it might pick back up, but. Mm-hmm. How can I get ahead of this? Do I list now? Do I watch for another minute or two? It's it's so tough, and it, it's really never tough. the it's never the same for, for every project.
1: And it could be a fake out too, right? Like you could see a lot of listings fly in, and then a ton of volume out of nowhere. It's really difficult, yeah. uh, but you yeah. kind of just have to. You kind of tr- got to trust your gut here. And if your gut's wrong, right, and you can still make a little profit, you got to not really look back and beat yourself up. That's that's really the killer. Um,
0: yeah, I think the most important thing to learn from any investment, I guess, even so, is uh you can never go broke taking profits.
1: There you go. Cool. So well, okay. try not to look back too far. Yeah, don't don't try not to check your activity and, and see what stuff's going for now. That's, I,
0: yeah, don't like beat it. yourself up. I've done it. It's not fun.
1: <laughs> cool. So anything else uh for the Solana space before we move on?
0: Yeah, we've got one other big one this week. Uh they actually just announced their mint date today. Um it is King of the Streets, which is minting on the twenty seventh. And I think that they so as a project they're they're kind of the same. Another profile picture, no roadmap. They even say they have no roadmap. Oh my god. Which what is with these no roadmap projects? Don't be there there's like twelve of them. There's like twelve coming up in the next two, three weeks. So fun. And they're all insanely hyped up. I guess when um, you set no expectations, everything
1: is a, is a positive, right? I guess that's the only yeah. way you can look at it. Yeah.
0: And I think once we finish with that <laughs> wave of these next few projects, the, the meta is going to shift again.
1: I'm tired, but anyway. I'm tired of it. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, King of the Streets is the first big one to follow trip in Ape Tribe. So I think just from that alone, these are probably pretty worthwhile to at least look at and see if there's a play there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not even much to say outside of that it's just another super hyped up mint that should do pretty well um yeah i'll be watching for plays there for sure gotcha well cool all
1: right so next up we're doing our section called winners and losers basically we take a look at the market holistically um and decide you know who were the winners of the past week and who were the losers and i'll start with my winner of the week um and that would be the moonbird nesters uh so anyone that had their moonbird nested uh as of i believe saturday was airdropped uh, one of the Oddities, which is a new project under the Proof Collective, who are the same guys from Moonbirds. Um, and it's the first airdrop that the Moonbirds are getting. Um, all you had to do was, was just be nested. The team had stated numerous times on Twitter and in any spaces or interviews that you listen to uh, that all the benefits would come to nested birds. Uh, yet there were still people complaining on Twitter about not receiving the airdrop uh, who were not nested. I guess they just missed the boat. And those would also be my losers of the week. Anyone that wasn't nested, for me, moonbirds and nesting is like the easiest bet long-term that I could possibly make. Um, so for me, like super stoked that I got my oddity um, was looking, you know, and I'll talk about this a little, little bit uh, later, but looking at that project uh, much more closely, the oddities um, as they trade now. Uh, but, but those are my winners and losers. So who are yours?
0: Oh. It goes without saying, biggest winners in Solana this week are people with the Trip and Ape Tribe whitelist. Wow! So um,
1: yourself again. So both of us yeah. chose the winners. Who we are both the winners. So there <laughs> we're you go.
0: not biased, but <laughs> you can't deny facts.
1: Good thing we disclosed uh, what we have at the top of the show.
0: Yeah. Okay. So white yeah, no. whitelisters. For sure. I just, in terms of profit, I mean, you're getting the max amount you can get if you sell at the right time. Obviously, impossible to time the top there, but. I mean, no one, no one that is holding this project is making more than someone who minted it Can't on paper, at least. Um, especially if you mint rank four, like I plan to.
1: Speaking into existence. Keep saying it. Rank four it's gonna is happen. coming. Cool.
0: I to lose my mind if I actually mint rank four. If you if you
1: if you mint, like if you mint under rank two hundred, I think that's a huge deal.
0: Oh yeah, I think even higher yeah. than that. I mean, people are going to absolutely be buying rares. Yeah, well, um, I
1: don't know. I would argue 200 is a mid-rare. And I would argue also that mid-rares are some of the most difficult NFTs to sell long-term. But you're not holding this long-term, so. well, No, at least that's no. Not honestly, at the moment.
0: depending how it looks, I might not even have this thing for two hours. Wow. But we'll see. Bearish okay, it's, it's so hard <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, bullish on the drop day, or mint day. Bearish on a week later.
1: You'll hype it up in the Discord while you list your... Your, uh, thing You'll hype it up in the Trip and Apes Discord while you list your <laughs> NFT. That's the classic. Their
0: chat is moving nonstop. I don't even think I could.
1: All right. Jeez, I hate, <laughs> hate this discourse. God. Okay, and, and then...
0: Uh, Fiverr Central on there.
1: Jeez. Yeah. Shout out to Boki. Anyway, uh, so Losers of the Week. Anybody you got on your, on your radar?
0: Yeah. Um, so we had Trippy Kids mint out yesterday. Um, and this is almost speaks to this almost speaks to why i'm a bit worried about the apes this was a super hype project um and this is almost someone made an interesting point to me in uh, our soul chat the other day that okay bears going as hard as they did and i'm curious to know your your take on this too it almost sets like an unrealistic expectation for everything that follows at least for now maybe not in the longer term of the the space but at least for right now any hyped up mint lately has just opened up too high and only dumped from there um and people are still trying to basically force the play yeah yeah Um, i think that's
1: just a product of more buyers and more investors coming over from the ethereum side who are used to those immediate like two to three x off of a mint um that would be my only guess but yeah it is it is certainly interesting i haven't touched any new projects since the bears Um, but the apes might be a play for me, Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I I think it's a product of more investors coming over and and expecting things that are typically uncharacteristic of the Solana space.
0: Yeah, so I guess to to sum it up, the loser is is that trippy kid's top buyer. Um, People trying to force a play. It was not even a great project, but it was just super hyped up. Um, People bought as soon as it hit the ground running and got kind of wrecked. Um, buying at 8 whereas it's now sitting at like 3
1: RIP top buyers in any space but especially this one yeah it hurts it hurts looking at that maybe I was an OK Bears top buyer we'll talk about that later I guess Um, in another episode we'll see I guess maybe that'll age well maybe it'll age poorly okay Uh, so we've covered our our winners and losers so now we're going to be moving on to our personal weekly rundowns and any plays that we've made or any plays that we're watching and I'll go first, because I mentioned it at the, at the top of the show um, in terms of disclosing what we own. Um, so I bought an other deed this week. Um, and for those have been, that have been following, other deeds um, have been fluctuating. I think the low was like 2.5, I want to say, was the low. Um, and the high, like, pre-reveal, I think, was like 70th or something. Or maybe 90th. I think I remember Vince selling his, like, post-mint, same, like, within minutes at 90th, which is crazy. Um, so I bought one with a... An artifact on it and artifacts uh, are a pretty interesting component to the other side uh, the board API club um, kind of new metaverse that they've been building um, and i'm pretty bullish on uh, other deeds in general because i think no one really knows what they do yet and until we have a clear idea of what they are um, i can't fade them but also the artifacts are more limited than codas in terms of you know just general supply um, they're much rarer uh the most common artifact i I read has less than a thousand supply um and that's out of a hundred thousand land deeds and soon to be two hundred thousand land deeds assuming that no new artifacts are added in this next wave of of plots that are put out there um artifacts also can't be crafted um they might be supplied more uh but on the obelisk page um I've, i've done my research on this so i'm gonna be quoting some of this stuff um Uh, but on the 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 page it reads treasures and tools Um, if you find an artifact know that it may hold secrets to this world as it expands um and then it also said scattered throughout the lands of the other side are rare objects some of which cannot be crafted by any other means so i just think that these these things are going to become way more valuable um and with them only sitting you know roughly above the floor by about an eth um to me, that's just such a value buy that I just had to buy one. And I, I spent like 4.2 ETH on it. Um, so I obviously paid a little bit higher than the current floor. I think the current floor at the time of recording is like four ETH. Uh, but I got one with a relic card, which is a 0.59% rarity. Um, and you know no one really knows what these artifacts do, but I think that's kind of the fun of it. And that's kind of where this investment could go could go really well. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that one. And uh, that was a play I made. You know, if I can find another rare artifact, uh, I will buy it, (laughs) just because I I really want to have a couple of these things. If it's possible that you can take your artifact off of the land and sell it individually, I think that that makes things super interesting, too. Um, But I'm I'm stoked for these. Any thoughts on on the other side and and artifacts? What did you think of this play?
0: Yeah, I mean, by default, I trust you with most of the ETH plays that you make, you know, way more than me. But yeah, I mean you can't go wrong betting against yuga labs i mean yeah how could you how could you not i just think um, it's so
1: yeah i mean it's it feels like such a no-brainer to me like and this is a new asset right like we have the codas already there's ten thousand of those but we've never seen an item trade within yuga labs like they've never really created one either so to me this is like a brand new uh kind of asset within their ecosystem that to me feels super undervalued when you look at the floor and it's only an ETH above like normal land with nothing on it. And then you look at CODAs and they're worth 23, 24 ETH. It it seems like too big of a discrepancy where there's just too much more room for them to grow.
0: Yeah. I totally
1: agree. Yeah. So that was a play that I, um, that I made and I am watching to see if I can get some other cool, uh, deeds. I'm looking for some of the rarer ones. There are ones that have actual names, like artifacts that have names, which are kind of interesting. Need to do a little bit more digging on those. Um, But yeah, that was, that was my play. Um, The other play I had um, was obviously the Moonbird oddities that I picked up. Looking at those would be a buyer for those again, under three ETH. Um, If we get there, I I probably will buy because I think they'd just be undervalued being, you know, I think the floor on Moonbirds is 25 ETH. So if they're under three ETH, like that's literally trading at an eighth Almost even less uh, than the price of a Moonbird, and the collection supply is exactly the same. And no one even knows what they do until ju- they reveal in July. So for me, this is a, this feels like an easy bet too. Um, so look at those. And the last one I had um, was I bought an Art of Seasons uh, from Renga or and Dirty Robot uh, Studios. Art of Seasons is an adaptive NFT, so it actually changes and updates with the Seasons, uh, as you might have guessed. Um, but it is a new project, new-ish um, project. I think it's only been around uh, for a few months. But Renga Factory and Dirty Robot are doing this new project co- that's called Renga, um, just like their company. Uh, and from what I've seen in the previews, it looks really sweet. Um, it looks like an avatar project. It's very artistic. I would encourage anyone that's not familiar to go check it out. I actually bought one for the uh, ETH, the GFNF3 ETH challenge as well, because I'm excited about this. And buying an Art of Seasons and holding it will give you access uh, to mint the new project. Um, So that's all I'll say now, because I've been talking for a while. uh, But I'm super excited about Art of Seasons and Ranga. So Adam, any? It's like
0: the the dynamic and the Those are always cool to me. Yeah,
1: it's super uh, super cool. I want to see them Innovate it a little bit more I feel like they can do A lot more with it And I think the team um, Can do it too So Excited for that project For sure Um, Sure So those were my plays uh, That I've been Either watching uh, Or you know Have made within the past week Uh, Adam Any plays that are on your radar For for Solana this week Or You know Anything that you've made uh, In the past Two weeks I'd say
0: yeah. So my actual play that I made, I'm gonna save for the end here uh, because that was followed by such a. How do I f- put it? Such a eventful uh, follow-up. Making uh, a sweat for I, the play, huh? It, All right. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna save that for the end, um, and I'll start with stuff I'm looking at or already I'm holding first. Uh, so to start. This is a this is a project I actually called two months ago about I think back in March and that's the uh, the OG Atadians they recently rocketed it up to like 22 23 soul still holding mine from mint and I mean just looking at what the project is they they're doing it completely different than everyone else they're a utility first art second project but the utility is so interesting they do like a like a web 3 credit check essentially Um and that factors into a, a trust score associated with your profile picture, which is kind of crazy to think about that they can do. A social um,
1: credit score, you would say.
0: Social credit score, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and And it looks like what goes into that is there's a lot, but just to name a few, it's things like if you're uh, – if you hold an NFT long term, that's going to work for you in favor of you. Um, if you paper hand stuff, it works against you. And they even have like a like a, a lending lab, which is basically they'll they'll loan you out Solana, and it's almost like a real life loan, where if you don't pay it back on time or something like that, you know your score will go down. And I mean, we could we could sit and talk about this project for two three hours. So this, that's how much they have going on. Um, they just released their new roadmap, and it really looks phenomenal. Um, my one thing with this project is that their marketing is pretty bad (laughs) Um, so anytime and I'm going to frame this positively (laughs) after taking a jab at them but anytime these guys say anything without fail they run up but then they get quiet and people sell for other opportunities or Mm. whatever just taking profits impatient crowd. I I think if this team can get their marketing together that they're just going to be a reckoning force in the space they're one of the few that I think is going to really last long term interesting Uh-oh. yeah
1: well don't default on your Solana loans um, yeah Jeez. No. cool yeah it's kind of crazy to think that you can do that right yeah I don't know I don't know if I'd be putting anything up for for no I don't
0: I don't have any intention of taking a loan myself but you can do it.
1: cool there's utility um, for you right
0: there yeah and then another one I had spoken on it a bit earlier in, in the show uh, looking at cats on crack pretty heavily mm-hmm. uh, to rotate into. I think you know, just as the OG community project, I'm going to call it, um, that, that stands on its own as a, as a benefit of owning it. Um, the opportunity you get within that community, I think, is really solid in terms of like whitelist and alpha and whatever that looks like to you. Sure. Um, I'm not actually in there, so I don't know uh, exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But I know they have stuff like their mutations coming up and staking it's honestly at its core it's not a very in-depth project right but i think being the first of its kind really speaks to it um and i think that the strength is there and the people who hold it um and that's just a project I've, I've liked for a while it's crazy because i faded them when they first minted there you go that under mint and i could have been buying them this whole time but better late than never
1: well i faded him too because i thought the name looked kind of ridiculous c-e-t-s i thought that was ridiculous so um but you know if solana is going to be a serious contender in the nft space i think it's good to look at potential blue chip uh contenders and if that i don't even know if it's fair to call them this but you know if 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 that is the case then you got to pay attention to stuff like this right for sure yeah
0: yeah and then I don't want to go too far into detail of this list, but in our uh, in our server, I actually put up that list. I think we were talking earlier of just stuff to look out for while everyone is liquidating, um, and that could be your OK Bears, your Soul Gods, Slash Bridged. Uh, another really good one to get into is the Tail Robotics uh, mm-hmm. ecosystem, yep. um, and that's, that's Soulport Tom. He's pretty much one of the leading... He is an influencer, but... He's not an influencer in the sense of hey let's show this project he's got his own tech that he really builds out for the space and it's really good Interesting. um so it's like a different category of influencer i'd say yeah um,
1: productive influencer rather than just a commentator
0: yeah exactly yeah. um so getting into his his ecosystem things would be really good um blocksmith labs if it happens to drop down i think is a really good one um, famous fox is a stellar project to get into i know dfnf members love that
1: we are all over that project, so if yeah. anyone is interested and isn't in GFNF, join GFNF. We are bullish on that project. Our collaborators are insanely bullish on that project. We're always calling yeah. buys and sells on that thing. So check us yeah. out if you if you like Famous Fox Federation.
0: Yeah, and then I'm also looking at Tombstone. Um, I just love that project, and I, I know they're cooking some tunnels right now. For sure, um, they're actually they're pretty low right now. Pick
1: one up. Yeah.
0: But uh Solstead is another great one that's actually under the tail umbrella, which is cool. Oh, nice. And then I know that. of course Atadians
1: Yep.
0: And I'm sure there's a million more out there that could be good buys right now, as everyone's liquidating. Yeah. But that's list, at least what's on my list. And another one that's on my list yep. is uh is buying dust, which is the D gods token.
1: Ooh.
0: Um, we've we've got the upcoming gen two of D Gods Duppies. And I think that's gonna be a really good one. Um and that mint's that mint's completely in dust. It's not a small amount either. It's three hundred and seventy-five dust per mint. And what's dust and currently trading at? I didn't check it today, but last I looked, it was three fifty, give three, or take. three dollars
1: and fifty cents. Yep, three dollars. Okay. 50 cents. Okay. <laughs> yep. uh, all right, interesting. Yeah, that's similar to the ape uh the ape coin play for the other side mint. Um, yeah, we, we saw yep. that run to twenty-eight. I want to say was the high twenty-eight dollars. Nonsense. Uh, and it's since, since come back down to like eight bucks. Um, so if you can be a seller of, of the coin at, at the top, you can make some serious good, seriously good money. So,
0: yeah. And I know and for just watch. in particular, if you, so there's 13,333 supply on that mint. If you add up the numbers, that mint alone is taking out probably right now. Sure, there'll be more dust made down the line through D-Gods, mm-hmm. but it's gonna take like 80% of dust out of circulation.
1: What does that mean out of circulation? It just goes back to the D Gods guys if they locked it away or something, or is what what happens to that?
0: Yeah, I believe they lock it up. I don't know the specifics. Okay. But it won't be available to anyone but the team. Interesting. Uh, so right. that's gonna obviously put a supply shock on dust, and that's not the only thing you can do with it. I mean dust is crucial to their ecosystem mm-hmm. whether that's um trade again itself you can buy raffle entries with it um i think they do their merch with dust and uh, probably even more he's teasing stuff that we don't even know okay so what's your i think uh dust is going to be a hot commodity here in a few weeks yeah sounds and sounds i amazing. think now 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 is probably the time to buy it how do you um, buy it uh, there's, there's a couple different just swap websites. I use Jupiter. Um, I think Radium is another good one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Super easy. Actually. You just connect your wallet and you swap whatever is, token. I think swap,
1: I, this is swapping Solana to dust, right?
0: Yeah. I think okay. you can even swap other tokens from other projects too, which is kind of cool. I did that the other day for a little bit of dust. Interesting. But I,
1: yeah, I, cause I know there's, there would have to be like some kind of bridge from ETH to dust to make the ETH to soul and then to dust. So yeah, yeah. You guys can do your googles on that and figure out how to do it if you're trying to do ETH, um, but probably just better to buy soul and then just swap it over is what I would say. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, cool. Uh, Anything so else? those are my those are my potentials. Now let's talk about my actual play that I made last week and yeah, the madness right. that ensued after it. Um, so, if you're listening to this, you're obviously not a noob to NFTs. Most likely, I shouldn't say, obviously. Well, we welcome all
1: noobs, too. So, if you are, yeah. you found the right place. because We'll hopefully yep. help onboard you a bit.
0: You're likely aware of what happened last week with the Reptilian Renegade and the Balloonsville Ruggers return. Yeah. Um, but, if you were lucky, and we called this perfectly, um, we bought in right around four. And they ran to, I think, the high of like 48 or something crazy like that. I 100% sold way too early, but um, we had a ton of members make money on that play. I I think I exited like a 2 or 3x or so. So even even at that, it was still really good profit. And then three days or so after the the project started going crazy, the Balloonsville Rugger returned and announced that he, he basically took the launch pad uh, that they minted on Hydra launch pad. And it's funny because these guys had this almost affiliation with them and any project they launched that it was always just a higher tier project and anything that they put out was just really solid and always took well. Um, and that's a whole rabbit hole. We can go down in conversation, but for, uh, for podcasts sake, this guy flipped their PR upside down and just made them look horrible. Yeah. Um, completely rugged the project, made a fool of Hydra. I mean, it was pure entertainment. Um, Unfortunately, a bunch of people got burned pretty badly. Um, Luckily, here at GFNF, not too many people did. Um, And if you did and you're listening to this, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, I hope everyone got out early before it happened, um, because if you did, you made some serious money. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. That guy even made his own server. He's got like a cult following now. Um, which is kind of a problem but
1: Yeah, not a great Showing for this Solana space And I think that kind of zapped Consumer confidence and investor confidence In a lot of projects when that happened Correct me if I'm wrong But it felt like everything kind of took a Slow down after that
0: Yeah, we were, uh, we were on track for Solana summer And I feel like with that we took two steps backwards For sure Yeah, so
1: not great But not completely uh, You know, unrecoverable
0: no, I think and I hope that the market wide stimulus of Trip and A profits kind of puts us back on track, but we'll see. He uh, as crazy as it sounds and as crazy as that that he has a cult following now, honestly the the info that he was putting out there it made a little bit too much sense. Um and you know, you can only take so much of what someone who just runged people for millions says so seriously, but he came with receipts. Damn. he came with receipts. Don't don't uh, make me bring up the receipts. He he came with receipts and it was not really a great look for anyone involved. Um Hydra as a company just not looking great right now. Um Trip and H, funny enough, was actually supposed to mint on there and had to switch. Thank God it did. Um, I was I was a bit worried they wouldn't and it would negatively affect any uh, profits from whitelist minters mm-hmm. that they could have made but no worries there, they swapped to Magic Eden but yeah, I mean yeah. Lizards was the big play last week um, and over at GF if you guys joined, you would have known and you would have timed it right with us we bought it with our uh, we've got a 30 soul challenge that we as a community run and that was our first buy and couldn't have gone better up until it didn't,
1: pretty much. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on the soul challenge. Looking forward to the next play. Cool. Well, I think that just about concludes this this week's episode of NFT Tactics. Um, we hope you everyone found this informative and, and useful. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about everything that's been happening uh, between right now and uh, next Monday and Tuesday. So... Let's plug ourselves, I guess. Um, and well, first and foremost, let's plug GFNF. If you guys are interested in joining the group, uh, please visit gfnf.io to join our waitlist. Um, we select folks randomly off of that list periodically. Uh, and that's what we found to be the most fair method of, of folks joining the group. Um, feel free to follow us at, at GFNF uh, with two underscores following GFNF at Twitter. Um, my personal Twitter is at 1097AD. And Adam, what is
0: yours? You can find me at slumped1641 and slumped has no E in it. Oh. Yeah, there you go. I tried, I tried, I tried to be trendy. Slump without the E. Yeah, slumped so
1: the- I don't think either of us really tweet that often, but we do sometimes share our latest NFT pickups and, and plays, but the podcast and the daily show are probably the, the two best ways um, to uh, to find out what's going on with us. Uh, if you need us, feel free to send us a message on Discord. Um, and yeah, see you next week or, or see you in GFNF real soon. Thanks, everybody, for, for hanging out with us.
0: Thanks for listening, and we will see you for episode two.